Welcome to episode 177 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Ryan Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, marketing around equality in sports. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? I'll go a little sappy on this one. I'll give more of a shout out to my mom who dragged me around as a little kid to all the Little League practices and peewee football and all the stuff. And even like when I got older and got into skating, it, she would like go pick me up when I like fell down a you know, flight of stairs and hit my face on the ground trying to do a grind and taking me to the hospital. So just uh, talking about, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, International Women's Day. And, you know, when we're recording this episode, it'll come out later. Um, but just shout out to her because she's probably one of the most powerful um, and inspirational women I've ever met, strongest people, and uh, put up with my crap for a lot of damn years, especially when I was a kid, and especially around the sports stuff. So shout out to her. I am going the exact same uh, area. Shout out to my mom. I'm actually a huge mama's boy. And even now, my mom will still call me like, if I don't talk to her at least once a week, she'll be like, do you not like me anymore? <laughs> I'm like, no, mom, I'm just busy. I still love you as much as I ever did. And that just speaks to the the volumes of my mom. She's just such a loving person, always thinking about others before herself, uh, which brings us to today's topic about marketing around equality in sports. And Brian, I think uh, our topic is certainly surrounding females in sports around marketing. Where did you want to start? Well, I mean, I think to just kind of set up the topic, and, and this is kind of probably going to go in a few different directions, but th- there's, a, there's a bunch of different pieces here, right? You could talk about specifically, you know, women and not getting as much pay in these sports, not getting as much attention in these sports, not getting as much pay from a sponsorship perspective or even just on a you know team scale pay perspective. We can talk about how um, typically as, as large our industry is really still focused in on the men's side of sports as sponsors, as the, you know, narratives for storytelling and advertising and so on and so forth. Um, and you know, it's very interesting to me because the conversation always comes up, and this is a nice time to have it about the equality uh, part in sports for women and everyone of of all sorts of different you know elements of equality. Um, and what brands are actually you know, or even organizations are doing to help. Um, make it more equal or at least give more equal opportunity to the folks that really want to play regardless of their, you know, creed, sex, you know, gender, um, all of those different elements. And, you know, at least for me, when you look at uh, the National Women's Soccer League, um, that might strike, a, you know, might do a strike. Um, you know, you looked at U.S. soccer where they actually got bigger ratings in the World Cup than the men's team did. But when you look at it at a pay scale for what they got out of actually winning and what they get on a uh, you know salary basis, you know you could even make the argument to say, look, I understand it's not going to be necessarily as large because there's not as many sponsors and so forth. But the scale is not even they're not, it's not even in the same. It's not that they're not on the same page. They're not even in the same book. And I think that's a problem because these sports are growing. And if you look at women in sports specifically. Um, there is a lot of badasses and on all sides of sports in every sport and it's continuing to grow and the popularity from a participation perspective is continuing to grow from a sponsorship perspective is continuing to grow. The sports as a whole are, start, are continuing to grow. So when are the brands going to step up and actually put some dollars uh, or money where their mouths are and support this to help that happen? Um, and they obviously benefit out of it by being part of that narrative. So I'm just kind of curious. And we know we have a couple brands to talk about. They're doing a good job. But what's your take on this whole thing? 
So is it a relatability thing for why men may not be as fanatical about women's sports? And I know certainly it goes to college with college football and college basketball or pretty much college football being such a revenue generator for all of these universities. And I'm just trying to think about my own experience of watching female sports and I don't really have a ton and I'm not sure why is it the narrative? I mean, really I would say I would prefer uh, women's tennis over men's tennis. And I think that's due to Serena Williams uh, because she certainly is just phenomenal on the court there. But then I can't really think of a ton else. I mean, you look at the LPGA and even golf as a whole, uh, the, the ratings have been down minus Tiger Woods. So the, the ratings on the female side, I couldn't tell you much of anything for it. And then you got the WNBA there and you're like, well, that's also not televised nationally very much. So it's definitely a, a general lack of awareness there where uh, I don't know if I have the opportunities to build the relationships via watching these games to really allow me to uh, support them to the level that you're going to see with men's sports because, as we know with marketing, Brian, it certainly comes down to attention. And, yes, it's it's an interesting thing with the U.S. Women's World Cup uh, where they got more attention than the men's, but that seems to me to be an outlier. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it is to an extent, um, and, and it's tough because I honestly can to some extent see both sides of it where it's, look, you know, it's just like anything else. You're going to, the money's going to flow to where more attention is. And so the men's sports are getting much more attention. So they're driving more revenue and more ticket sales and more advertisers and more sponsors. So the money flows there. It's just the reality of economics, right? Um, it has nothing to do necessarily directly um, with, you know, male versus female or anything else. But indirectly, it does because it's kind of the chicken or the egg thing right now where, you know, men's sports, as far as professional teams and leagues have been around some of them for hundreds of years, whereas a lot of the women's sports, you're talking about soccer. Um, I don't have the official year that it started in front of me, but it's 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 in the last few couple of decades, few decades. So it's not like these sports have been around. They haven't had the time that the men's sports have had to evolve and to build a fan base. But it's also different because if you go back 100 years and say, well, when baseball started happening, um, you know, it was very much a men's sport. But you had to go to the game to be there and to get to know the players where now it's accelerated because you can consume this on TV, on social, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so at some point, do we look towards the leagues to say, listen, you have to support the women's teams to the extent that at least – they can put in the full effort. And the women's soccer team is a great example to where, you know, they don't even, I forget exactly what the pay scale is, but on average, it's like, it's like, I don't know, 30 something grand a year. So these women can't even take and dedicate their entire year and season to playing the sport. They have to do, a lot of them have to do other things to make a living to play the sport. You're not going to grow a sport when the participants can't do it full time. As a profession, it's not, you know, and so that's where you go, well, when you look at it where, well, when they did well and they made it into um, the World Cup and actually had better ratings and following than the men, do you say, well, look, the World Cup, the organizations need to start funneling back some of that money to help the women's teams actually grow and make it sustainable so that they can put in the effort that is necessary to play the consistency into the level to where then the audiences start to develop. And I, so again, it's like the chicken or the egg thing, but at some point 
Someone has to step up. It's not going to magically happen just because people want it to. There has to be some leverage point. And I think it starts with the leagues and the organizations. But even some of the sponsors, they could step in and you know, they, have the bu- they have the buying power. They have the money to where they could, they could sponsor an entire league and it'd still probably be cheaper than buying TV advertisement. So right now, the pinnacle of women's sports is the UConn's women basketball team, who I believe they're at 105 consecutive victories, the most in the history of college basketball. And there's very little fanfare about that. And why do you think that is? Does it have to do with uh, Sports Center not showing it enough? But even if they did, I think people would complain if they keep on doing more spots on Gino Oriema and all of the different uh, successful female basketball players that have come from UConn and what they've done there. I'm just not sure what can be done looking at that specific example. That's going to appeal to me, the diehard sports fan, because I get my news about UConn's women in the bottom ticker there. So when I see that uh, one of their players just shot 10 for 10 from three-point range last week. I'm like, my goodness, that is ridiculous. Mm. But outside of that, I don't know what can be done because I would be the most likely sports fan to be interested in a storyline like that. Yet, aside from looking at the ticker, that's about all I've got in terms of an interest level. Well, I think that that's some of the challenge, right? Because a lot of this is cultural, a lot of it really comes down to cultural where, you know, it, it has been more of, you know, the men's sports and stuff like that. And so we're in this time where it's changing and it's growing. And so I think it's, you know, the the publishers, the media companies, the networks, the leagues, um, the brands, the sponsors are all going to have to say, you know what, we're going to do a bit more than maybe the general sports public is comfortable with. And maybe they get a little bit of backlash. Or, hey, you're taking up too much time with this sport I'm not really that into. But they're going to have to get into that, you know, out of their comfort zone and into that, you know, and, and do that and continue to push that until it starts to become the norm. And I think really what it starts with is it's got to start younger. You've got to get the younger kids involved with all of these sports, male, female, everything in between, because they're the ones where they're going to grow up to be your age and my age. And if they've been around it and exposed to it and they actually know who these players are and, you know, why, you know, the women's UConn team is incredible and some of the athletes and what they're doing and how hard that is and so on and so on it becomes part of their culture and so it's a culture shift that needs to happen as a whole but it can start with the leagues and the brands and the sponsors so let's talk about the brands and i know two of them that are doing well are nike and adidas in terms of trying to market around women in sports yeah look I know a, a lot of our conversations lately have been kind of like questionable about some of the stuff going on at Nike, but I, I think we have to give Nike the biggest credit um, in the marketing world as far as putting their money where their mouth is. Um, you know, they have you know a, the equality uh, campaign going on right now, where they're doing all sorts of different campaigns and highlights, and you know they're putting this stuff out in national media. Um, they have the one with the pro hijab, um, you know, with with Zara Lari. I might, might not have pronounced her name exactly right, but um, they're they're basically saying like everyone's involved with sports and they're not just saying it 
they're producing commercials that are as expensive and complicated and doing media buys that are as expensive as their other general marketing that Nike does. And they're doing it year round and they're creating the conversation. And Nike really started to get loud about this in the last six, 12 months. And so it's really awesome to see a brand saying, listen, you know what? We want to be more progressive. We want to be more liberal when it comes to, um, you know, incorporating everyone into, you know, into these sports and telling all of the stories, not just some of the stories. And I think that Nike is going to be, you know, at the forefront of this. And I think we'll hopefully start to see more brands step up and start to say, you know what? Yeah, of course we need to sell product. We, we're a business. But at the same time, can we help elevate the stories? Can we help elevate people and humans and sports as a whole as we tell our story? Yeah, and Nike's proving that, and, I, and I'm very hopeful that other brands that have that kind of leverage and power are going to start to step up and do the same thing. All right, Brian, time for the takeaways. And for me, a lot of this is very similar to what we always talk about. You've got to be able to build community around this one person at a time, keep that conversation going, and then build it up from there. Yeah, look – Patience and acceptance, I think. And I think we're seeing a lot of friction in the general, you know, society right now without getting down the rabbit hole. I, I think we see a lot of friction there. And, and I think if, if just in general, and that's what I love about sports, right? Sports brings people together. It, it's We have the like battle of like, ah, oh, my team versus your team. But at the end of the day, you're still going to high five that person. And, you know, you might laugh at them for a minute. But at the end of the day, it's, it, it's a community, even to the opposing teams. And I think this is the opportunity for sport to be a bigger voice in the global community and say, look, we're all in this together. Look at what we're all doing. And sports, because just in general, brings people together. I think equality in sports is another level of that that helps to bring people together as in, in the global community. And that excites me. And, man, this is why you and I do what we do because I show up to work every day, and I'm sure you feel the same. I know you feel the same. I don't feel like I'm working, and that's what's awesome. And if sports can just be fun and exciting but also bring people together and build community, that's super incredible and powerful to me. And it makes it something bigger than just playing a game and it's exciting to see that brands are starting to step up and do that. And I'm sure that that trend is going to continue. And I want to see that happen more. So that's, I don't know if it was really a takeaway more than a talking point, but that's my, that's my thoughts on it. And today's action item, give a female in your life that you love a call and tell them something awesome that you like about them. <laughs> 